Good morning and welcome to worship. Our Holy Gospel is from the second chapter of Matthew, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. And then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented them with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to pray with me the Holy Spirit prayer. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. God who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be made truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. Well, after being in ministry for 35 years plus, I have to admit that I have not spent much time in my life contemplating and pondering this gospel story of these three men from the East. These foreigners, these outsiders, some scholars say that they were stargazers, that they were astrologers. They were men of a different faith persuasion. Some would perhaps even say that they were men who had no faith at all. They were Gentiles, you see. They were the unchosen. And yet the mystery, the mystery of God's persuasive power, it touched these men. It touched God's power, touched these men from the east to journey, to seek out the manifestation of God by following a light to the child in Bethlehem. A star that shone bright, a light that did not disappoint, a light that revealed a child that overwhelmed them with joy. And of course, the unanswered question is, as is the case in many of our scriptural accounts, is did this encounter with the divine through the revelation of the Christ child, did it at all change the trajectory of their faith perspectives in life? 
Did this divine manifestation become a momentary gift of grace to them? Or was it a lifelong transformational path to knowing God? And that's the question that we do not have the answer to. My ponderings this week have left me open to seeing and to hearing. Because that's what I feel this message has been trying to convey to me this week, is it has left me open to seeing and hearing, to perhaps maybe seeing a glimpse, even if it is ever, ever so small glimpse once again. And as baptismal Christians, we claim a daily glimpse as ever this ever-present promise that God in Christ continues to reveal and to make the grace and love of God available to us. That is what we claim every day as baptismal children of God. Two weeks ago, on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day, I introduced us to a, the Celtic tradition of those thin places those ever so small glimpses of light where we see or we experience the manifestation of the divine, where we experience or we see grace. And in many respects, that is what happens. That is what epiphany is for us. Even now, for us as people of God, they are the manifestations of the divine happening right now in our midst. And they're happening all the time. The question is, do we see it? Do we hear it? Are we aware of it? Are we actively looking for it? Are we intentionally always, are we intentionally in, in that process of looking and looking for those thin places, those glimpses of light, those glimpses of grace? One of my pastoral colleagues this past week posted on Facebook, she actually posted this on Friday, which is the day that we, we actually celebrate this, this day of Epiphany. And this is, this is pretty typical of her. I, I know her well enough to know how she, how she expresses herself. And after each one of these words was an exclamation point. Epiphany! Light! Revelation! Guidance! Clarity! Christ for the whole world! And then she ends it by saying... Even the Gentiles, like me. I myself appreciated that, knowing who she is and, and just her personality and how she expresses herself and her theological perspectives. But my ponderings this week have given me these words and these phrases to reflect upon. And those words are, and you've heard most of them in every single one of our passages today, if you go back and, and reread the three passages that you just heard, you will hear these words expressed through those passages. And these phrases are, and these words are this, light, grace, God's desire to embrace all people, and the mystery of God working in the world. Those are the things that I have been pondering this week. And I want, you to, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever, has it ever occurred to you that light, that light itself, that the light of day, that the light of the sun, that in and of itself is a gift of grace? Light is a gift of grace. Every day of our lives, we are graced by light. 
That's a gift. That is the grace of God in our lives, that we are graced with life every day and that we are graced by light. I know that on these long winter nights, even here in Arizona, it's even worse up north, you know. On these long winter nights, I know that as I wake in those early morning hours and it's still dark, my spirit is subdued by that darkness. And yet, as I have opportunity to experience the light of day coming over the horizon, and I see some of these beautiful sunrises that take place here in Arizona, to me, it's a gift of grace. It's another way for me to acknowledge and say, I have another day. God has given me and gifted me with another day. It's a gift of grace. And sometimes, sometimes that light, it's shrouded. It's shrouded in cloud cover, and it prevents us from seeing clearly. Kim and I had an opportunity to uh, have a few days off this past week, and so we spent about three or four days, about three and a half days, down in Tucson in the surroundings there. And while we were in Tucson, believe it or not, it was cloudy and it rained every day. It was cloudy and it rained every day in Tucson when we were there. And we had this wonderful view of the city from this bread and breakfast that we had rented. And we could see the foothills in the distance, but they were encased with cloud cover the entire time that we were there. And we kept looking, we kept looking because we had these big, huge picture windows that overlooked the foothills. And we kept looking every moment that we possibly could that we were there. We kept looking, hoping that perhaps maybe there would be that thin place, that thin place where the mountains, just even for a second or even just a minute, where we might see the beauty of the snow-peaked mountains. Yes, believe it or not, they have snow on the peaks of those foothills down there in Tucson. And yet, all the time that we were there, we never did see the peaks of those foothills because they were continually encased by clouds, not even for a moment. I did have one brief encounter on Monday morning when I had awoken early and it was still dark and I was sitting out in the, the main room looking out across the, the lights and the foothills. And there was just, as the sun was beginning to come up, I saw just a momentary glimpse. I saw the light of the sun illuminating the clouds. And you know what that does here in Arizona. We had this fantastic red, yellow, orange, beautiful glit of light on that early Monday morning. It was one of those thin place moments where I experienced again grace. And I said, I have got the gift of light and that I have an opportunity for another day of grace. One of the things that Kim and I did when we were in Tucson is we, rent we ventured to a very old mission church called San, San Xavier. It's a Catholic church that has stood in the desert for 226 years. And it stands to this day as a beacon of hope and a beacon of light in the desert. This simple yet ornate beauty of architecture and the statues, 
each one of those statues inside of that, that sanctuary representing a person who had walked in the light of Christ. It is still to this day one of those thin places. It's a thin place where the light of Christ and the manifestation of the divine is seen and experienced. And we were graced by light, Kim and I, as we were graced by Christ's presence in that beacon of hope, in that cathedral in the middle of the desert. I pondered this week about God's desire to embrace all people, to give even these foreigners, these outsiders, these astrologers a glimpse into the manifestation of the divine through Christ, the mystery of these men from the East who followed this light. This is part of the mystery of God. You heard that said in the, in the, in the reading from the Apostle Paul today. And I appreciate the reflection that I had opportunity to read this week by Reverend Craig Satterley. He's a former synod bishop of the ELCA, and on his reflection on this passage, he wrote this. He says, as someone, now understand, Craig Satterley is a good, good Northern European Lutheran from Minnesota. Yeah. And you know how those good Lutherans from Minnesota are. And so in his reflection upon being one of those good Lutherans from Minnesota, he says this. As someone who holds on to favorite, cherished ways that God works to proclaim the gospel and to bring people to faith. Yeah, I can hear him saying that. Because that's what we are as Lutheran Christians. We have those cherished ways that we believe that God works to proclaim the gospel and to bring people to faith. And then he goes on and he says, it's always wondrously frightening to realize anew that God's own work of embracing all people is more mystery than formula. Because you see, we as Christians, not just Lutheran Christians, but most Christians, we all have our formulas. We all have our theologies. And oh, by the way, you know, you can't become a Christian unless you recite the Christian recession prayer, you know. You have to recite this, this acceptance Jesus Christ prayer. That's part of the formula of becoming a Christian. I, re I appreciate his reflection, though, when he says it is always wondrously frightening to realize anew that God's own work of embracing all people is more mystery than formula because, because God's ways are always bigger than my understanding. You see, we Christians, we've done a wonderful job of theologizing and creating our formula boxes. And we feel comfortable living within our formula boxes. And that stymies, it stymies the bigness of God. Because God's ways are bigger than our understanding. You know, we have these formulated boxes, whether we speak it out loud or simply hold it within the inner belief of our hearts and our minds. And those boxes make us, usually it ends up making us determiners of who's in and who's out. And yet God's ways are bigger than our understanding. And perhaps we would do well to remind ourselves, much like my pastoral friend, that you and I, we are all Gentiles. 
that we were at one time part of the unchosen, and yet God has made room for us. This is the beauty of this gospel encounter, that God's mystery, and that's what it is, folks. Much of what we know and don't know about God is a mystery. And that's the beauty of this gospel encounter, is that God's mystery, God's inclusive embrace, somehow captivated these three outsiders, these foreigners, these astrologers, to follow a light, to be open to a divine encounter, a divine manifestation in the face of the Christ child. It was a grace moment. It was a glimpse. It was a thin place where they saw and they encountered the face of God. And they experienced joy. This story speaks to us and reminds us that God, in all of God's infinite love, and all of God's infinite grace, seems to do whatever it takes to reach out and to embrace all people. And as baptismal Christians, may our daily prayer and our daily perspective to be open to the expanse, to be open to the expanse of God's grace and his love for the world. One of the songs that I find myself singing and humming and reflecting upon on a frequent basis is a song by James Taylor. I don't know how many of you know who James Taylor is. He is probably one of my favorite artists. I have, I have loved listening and singing James Taylor's songs for as long as I can remember. And he has one particular song that I listen to often. And it has a refrain that goes like this. Shed a little light. It's a prayer. It's actually a prayer when you think about it. Shed a little light, O Lord, so that we can see, oh yeah, just a little light, oh Lord. I want to stand it on up. I want to stand it on up, oh Lord. I want to walk it on down. I'm going to shed a little light, oh Lord. May we, may we be graced by the light of Christ every day. And may we be open to the bigness, the bigness of God's mysterious grace that reaches out to you and to me and embraces all people, even astrologers, outsiders, and foreigners from the East, and yes, even Gentiles like you and me. Amen. Pray with me now the prayer that our Lord has taught us to pray. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Tell what God has done. Thanks be to God.